0: welcome to another edition of the christian rebellion the podcast i said the twice but that's okay we don't mind being redundant here we're just
1: differentiating ourselves from the christian rebellion the movie and christian rebellion the video game christian rebellion the novel based on the movie based
0: on the video game
1: (laughs) hi everyone how you doing out
0: there how you doing how you doing? That was a fun show. Alright, so, uh, this week we uh, we are recording near Easter. Yep. This has been Holy Week. Uh, how was your Holy Week?
1: It was pretty good. I, uh, I've i been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, as <laughs> one should, on Holy Week. <laughs> Speaking of being redundant. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that um, what
0: you said you were doing last week?
1: Well, there's more Brooklyn Nine-Nine to watch. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, I, um, I saw the episode on racial profiling yeah it was good, and you know i it was a pretty serious episode. There's some real stuff in all of season four, but particularly in that episode yeah i thought I thought they handled it well. I thought Cruz handled it well. It was good, yeah, yep, and so haven't been able to make any progress in uh Jessica Jones season two or Daredevil season two this week, but they're they're on the back burner there. How about you, your
0: week? Uh I trudged through work and that's about it. Found a cool new podcast to listen to. Mm hmm. Yeah, oh, is my, that launch? My week was boring. Yeah. Launch. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. I I listened through that in like one work day. Yeah. It just okay. burned right through it. So. And
1: on your recommendation, I have uh, listened to three episodes of it already. It's uh for our listeners, it's launched by uh John August. Yeah. And it's about uh publishing a book. So if you guys are interested in book publishing in any capacity, I recommend it.
0: Which is straight up the, uh, you know, Planex Media uh, pipeline there. With Yeah. Uh, it's very much media related. Unless you don't read books, then you, then you might not consider books to be media. I don't know. Cool.
1: Yep. So, um, on the uh, segging out of Brooklyn Nine-Nine into uh, Terry Crews stuff, have got a little Terry Crews corner for us. Um, Cruz this past week was on Dr. Phil with his wife Rebecca to discuss his struggles with porn addiction and the uh, his near divorce like he and his wife almost split up over the over the issue
0: I don't remember hearing that he, he's pretty open about uh, talking about uh, pornography and, and his addiction and all that mm-hmm. and um, I remember reading an article about an interview beforehand I didn't realize that he had done uh, Dr. Phil this week though talking Mm -hmm. about it
1: yeah and it was it was interesting to kind of see him look back on how he he had grown and how his relationship with his wife had grown like initially he was uh you know he he came clean um with her about all this stuff um all sort of all at once and she was like well, we're done. That's, that's it. And he was like, what? But I was honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as as if that, you know. Title
0: he, of many sitcom episodes right there. <laughs> yeah. And
1: he, he talks, uh, you know, about how he felt, you know, this male pride and this sort of entitlement, you know, as if, you know, confet, just confessing it would instantly, you know, would would earn him forgiveness. And, you know, he talked about like having to, um having to earn that forgiveness through actually changing you know he didn't use the word repent but you know it's it's on yeah. our minds um no
0: repent's a very christian word
1: too yeah yeah and talking to general audiences i can see why he wouldn't use it yeah but uh
0: i wouldn't call that a male entitlement thing though the the whole well he did <laughs> i know i'm just i no more Terry Cruz corner we, <laughs> we now disagree um I'm looking down at my notes, and I totally, and I'm just now noticing this. I I spelled Terry Crews like cruise ship. (laughs) (laughs) Terry Crews missiles. This has been a note That's what Terry Crews' (laughs) packs are now. Terry Crews missiles. That's what we're going to call them. Oh, man. This has been on here for months. (laughs) I'm just now noticing this. (laughs) Shows how often we actually look at our notes for the show, people. (laughs) Yeah. It just goes off the rails in 30 seconds, and we never try Mm -hmm. to bring it back.
1: Yeah. I thought we were going to uh, have ourselves a, a serious conversation about, you know, pornography in modern America. And here we are nicknaming Cruz's packs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Christian Rebellion. Yeah. We understand you turning us off right now. <laughs> <laughs> no you're right though it is it is a, a pretty big acad- a- academic <laughs> wow it's an issue in schools that's right actually yeah it kind of is it is yeah. i mean I, one of my buddies was really angry when his son uh was shown it you know on a cell phone in the back of his uh, uh bus on the way to school mm-hmm. but um just so mad at that kid um This is something I go off on as a, as a parent, sorry, as a parent, (laughs) as a parent, Ash, you have kids (laughs) as a youth pastor. Um, I tell parents all the time, like it's a scary statistic on, um, pornography and when to talk to your kids about sex. Like I remember growing up, we had a a special class in fifth grade about it. We talked about it and parents signed sheets and all that. And nowadays, like, it's very different, um, where, like, even, even at that point, um, it was starting to change, but it wasn't quite there yet, where um, back then you had to seek it out, now you have to avoid it, mm-hmm. and a scary number that I tell parents, but is 100% true, if you have not talked to your children about pornography by the age of 8, I'm not saying do it at 8, I'm saying by the age of 8, you've already lost them, and the internet's already talked to them about it
1: they've gotten the first word yeah
0: and and i have parents try to argue this with me and um because they and and i understand the sentiment don't get me wrong um but the it's it's more about it's uncomfortable i don't want to tell my kid this until i i have to is kind of the sentiment but Mm -hmm. you know unfortunately we have to be preemptive now with that especially now
1: it's like, what do you do with Otherwise, it? Otherwise,
0: somebody else has talked to your child about it, you know, on the Internet.
1: Yeah. It's like, what do you do with a cultural situation like that? Exactly. That's tough.
0: It's just such a shift. And as much as we don't want to, we need to. Yeah. I mean, most of the time I don't get, I made that sound like I get huge backlash for saying that. But I mean, this is a published uh, number and study, and it's probably lowered since uh, last time I've really looked into it. It's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. All right, so thanks for getting real serious with uh, Terry Crew's Corner. I appreciate it, Jackson. Well, hey, This was supposed to be our soft humorous <laughs> segment. We're only going downhill from here.
1: <laughs> hey, the, I thought the Christian Rebellion was about the spirit of realness, All like right. wherever it takes us.
0: Okay, fine. Taste of your own medicine there. <laughs> okay. I don't well, like what, Jerry. What do we want to go on to next? All right, we've got Media Minded. What do you have? Um, well,
1: uh, do you still read Penny Arcade? Does anyone? No, know? Uh,
0: unfortunately, like I, d- I don't do very many uh, web, web comics. comics. I love them, and I'll sit down and like find one and like binge through a ton of them. I realize I've like killed like four hours, mm-hmm. and then not come back to it for like months, and then try to find where I'd binge to and keep going or something like that. Like it's it's very much it's honestly like reading for me. Like I don't pick up books often enough, but when I do, I sit down and read like. I finished the book, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, man, uh, it's night outside. I started this morning. <laughs> You're a devourer, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah. once I actually break through that barrier and do it, I absolutely love it. It's breaking through that barrier, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm sure finding time is another issue. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, but um, I still read Penny Arcade. I kind of keep up with it for my gaming news and whatnot. But it's weird how, as the creators have grown older, um, how they sort of look at modern gaming culture almost as outsiders. You know, they're still very much people who love games, but they're also people who have kids who are approaching gaming in a whole different, you know, internet mediated internet celebrity kind of way. And on, on that note, um, I found out through the most recent Penny Arcade comic that, uh, this Twitch streamer Ninja, who I only heard about through Penny Arcade and wouldn't know about otherwise. I heard about um, him
0: recently through a different source, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. People love him.
1: Yeah, he's he's big news. But he said a racial slur. Uh-oh. He said the worst one. The "er" slur. And I think we all know what, what slur I'm talking about. But uh it's weird hearing about this stuff that is in the sort of cultural zeitgeist of the current generation. You know, through Penny Arcade and, and um, being on the periphery of a culture that I guess I was part of back in school. But, you know, like I'm getting old. I'm just <laughs> getting old is what I'm saying.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> Forever young, right? I am. I don't know.
0: I don't know <laughs> what your problem is.
1: I was born old. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Video games, man. and Like, like this, this whole cult of celebrity where anyone using the internet can use it as a platform to say absolutely anything and do whatever weird bonkers crud pops into their head yeah you know it's just we're elevating we're elevating some stuff we shouldn't that that's what i got oh okay medium-minded
0: well, uh, it's been news for several weeks, uh, but Kevin Smith had a heart attack, uh, that was kind of crazy, um, almost died, he, uh, uh, was in between two shows, and, um, decided to go to the hospital after, like, he went backstage and threw up, and, you know, uh, his arm was hurting, and so, I uh, got into an ambulance, got there, and, you know, apparently Widowmaker, um there's a a widow maker is the name of Vane that, you know, it's very high fatality rate if that's blocked and that got blocked and, Mm. you know, they, they fixed him up and, uh, he's back to doing, uh, podcasts and, uh, film stuff. I think he's looking into doing or is doing another Jane silent Bob, uh, movie, which he, I think he swore he'd never do. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of humorous. Um, But just, uh, I heard a a post-interview, and it was kind of interesting. Uh, He was talking about the doctor was very fearful for him because, like, uh, you know, not even... I remember my grandfather going through through heart stuff, and they had to go into the leg and take out a vein and then crack open the chest and put that vein in the chest. And it was this huge ordeal, and now there's, like, this less than an inch-sized, you know, maybe, like couple centimeter sized um, slit that they, they go through the vein and find it and put in a stint and you know, you're done and he's, he's recovered, you know, and mm-hmm. um, he's talking about changing, going to like a vegan diet and that sort of thing. So he's changing, but the doctor, it was just fascinating to me that the doctors, maybe this should be more science news, <laughs> uh, but the doctor uh, was very fearful, fearful for him because, you know, now it doesn't feel like as much of an event as like it did a few years ago, even, you know, and mm-hmm. just, uh, real interesting to see how that, that science has changed.
1: Yeah. Medical uh, tech progressing.
0: Yeah. Maybe to change it up into a, uh, a comedy routine. He, uh, he got a lot of things in the mail. Um, a few weeks ago he did a show that, uh, you know, people confuse him with the other Kevin, Kevin James. Mm-hmm. And so... He said, you know, he he just kind of swings with it. Hey, it's Kevin James. Like there was a, I can't remember the girl that's uh, doing the debunking Scientology show. Um, She, she'd mentioned something somewhere in an article came out where apparently she was supposed to convert Kevin Smith. You know, (laughs) it was (laughs) actually supposed to be Kevin James. But the big bold lettering on this news article was she was sent out to convert Kevin Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, uh, he talked about this and being confused and people, you hey, you're Kevin James. And Disney sent him a gift, get well gift, uh, you know, being a big Disney Marvel Star Wars fan. They sent him a, a cookie with mouse ears and it said, get well, Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Disney. Well played. That was fantastic. Um, ooh, ooh. Let's see here. Deadpool, well before we move on yeah.
1: from uh Kevin Smith, I almost said kevin james <laughs> but uh i'd i'd be curious to to hear what uh, circumstances um, made him come around on making another Jane Bo- Silent Bob movie. You know.
0: Yeah, he's he's very much like he he feels like he's kind of done with filmmaking. From what I've heard, like he he wants to do a Clerks three, but there's a lot of gunk going on with Clerks two and the pay from it and all that. So mm-hmm. the people he put his own money into it, and his buddies put their own money into it, and um, it was literally the one movie that Weinstein made money on uh, when they became the Weinstein company, mm-hmm. uh, that year. Um, and he and his buddies have literally not seen any return. Wow. Yeah. So there's, they, they call for an audit and I don't know if that's still going on or not, but, um, so he, he's done these, like, other lower-budget things. It's always interesting to hear him, like, uh, like the stories that he wants to do. Like, there's a hockey movie, Hit Somebody, or miniseries, or I don't know what it's going to be. I'm insanely interested in this. Heard it got picked up, and then I haven't heard anything else about it. Um, and there was another show he was doing, a TV show. Like, he likes to do these little projects and then kind of call it quit, seems like. And then, you mm-hmm. know, he'll come up with something else. It's like, all right, I guess I'll do that. I think that's what happened there. It was just, oh, this seems fun. Let's do this. Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of spontaneous. Yeah,
0: I think his job now is basically, uh, from my understanding, is basically podcasting. Like, he's got several podcasts throughout the week. He's got the, the comic book men on AMC, and then emceeing uh, stuff mm-hmm. on for, like, IMDb.com or whatever. So, like, he, he, I don't think he sees himself really as much of a filmmaker anymore so much as a podcaster. Mm. Gotcha. So, Deadpool. Deadpool. Deadpool the cartoon. Did you know we were getting a Deadpool cartoon? We're not now though, are we? No, we are not. Huh. It's yeah, very disappointed. It, it, disappointing. It just got cancelled. I think they released some test footage. I haven't had a chance to look at it, and I kinda don't want to, because from what I hear, it was kind of awesome. But also Really? Did we really think this was gonna go through? <laughs> it's Deadpool the cartoon. Yeah. Deadpool is very much an adult thing. Like, uh I mean We sat there during the first Deadpool movie insulting parents who took their kids to Deadpool after, even in the trailers, Deadpool was like, Now, parents, don't bring your kids to this movie. This is not your average superhero movie. Don't do it. (laughs) I think there was a meme that I want to say Ryan Reynolds actually released. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he, he released it on his Twitter account. Um that had him dressed up as Deadpool. That basically said, "If you take kids to my movie, you are a bad parent." <laughs> mm-hmm. Public service announcement. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. From your friend Deadpool. That's
0: right. Um, so, did we really think that was going to work? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, We're he, was, there he was bad enough in the the Spider-Man cartoon. That's the one episode I watched in the newer cartoon. Mm-hmm. Oh man, like just Is he kind of pushing the in A little bit. Like uh, I feel I feel safe saying this on the podcast. Um Spider-Man says something like, "Oh man, look at all these booby traps and of course Deadpool." <laughs> 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 you said traps. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, you know, pushing the envelope there and he's just a guest star in the one episode, so I couldn't imagine yeah. I could not imagine a Deadpool cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um Well, it would doing really have justice, to be It would really
1: have to be like geared toward adults. Kind of like, you know, um, and
0: it, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't really like, I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of these cartoons now kid uh, are for kids, but then they've got these almost like Shrek inside jokes for parents like yeah. that one, you know, and so and
1: Deadpool is not the kind of character who can straddle that line. I don't
0: think so. No.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, and, you know, like we're, we're not at a place, uh, our culture isn't at a place where like we'd be able to say oh okay it's it's a cartoon it's a superhero cartoon for
0: adults right you yeah know, we are like not for <laughs> an anime different story yeah
1: but... like this this would fly in japan if deadpool had any weight in japan
0: so maybe they need to go over there and try to sell it <laughs> maybe <laughs> um <laughs> we'll
1: see what happens
0: random thought did you ever watch the uh, the roseanne show
1: <clears throat> um i have i'm pretty sure i've never seen it full episode i might have seen bits and pieces yeah here and i was there. just
0: never a fan i, I tried it at <clears throat> one point it's it's getting renewed which is big news um mm-hmm. if i remember right it it aired on fox and was very liberal and now it's coming back on abc or no nbc and uh it's very conservative so just weird timing weird a little bit of weird everything to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: um i don't know what do you listeners th- think or feel about this. Like she did an interview recently with a very uh liberal guy. The I can't remember his name. The guy that hosted the awards recently. Um Is it Fallon? Um could be. No, 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 no. no. no? Not Fallon. Okay, maybe not. I can't remember his name. Anyhow, moving along. Uh, it was kind of an interesting uh state few statements they they jabbed at each other back and forth. Um just not a fan not looking forward to it and mm-hmm. The internet, I noticed, was starting to kind of clamor for. Well, if this is the case, why is Last Man Standing still missing? Hmm. And as much as as much as I don't want to be one of those internet whiners, I think I'm going to start joining that bandwagon. <laughs> Let's bring back Last Man Standing first. Well, fair enough. Oh, that show was so good.
1: I must follow some different people on Twitter and whatnot than you do, because I've been seeing some different internet responses to Roseanne. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. What's that? Some critical ones. Um, Like the, uh, like this, this is so gross. I kind of don't want to mention it on the podcast just because I, you know, I don't like it. it. It feels slimy to even talk about it, but... That whole business with Roseanne putting on the fake Hitler mustache and baking the gingerbread Jews in the oven. Oh
0: man, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. and her butchering the national anthem. I remember that. Yeah, from like, back in the day, and
1: like people are bringing this up. You know, it's showing up on my feed. Yeah. And... No.
0: Well, and that's that. That's kind of the point too. Is like I'm. It doesn't seem like anybody's really in support of this. I don't know where it's coming from, other than. Maybe it was renewed because of the buzz, even if it's, it all seems to be negative, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's kind of the timeout. Let's bring back Last Man Standing before we do this. And then we'll forget about Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> One can dream. <laughs> um, the other thing I had, oh man, this makes me want to rant so much. I can't stand this woman. Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, she makes a great pepper pot. Don't get me wrong. Quite true. But in real life, she's the devil. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Maybe not that strong, but she is a devil. Uh, yeah. A <laughs> you're going to have to fill me in on yeah, this one. What's going is, on, man? She is a, a strong, money-making, money-grubbing, slimy, just person she's she's making the whole conscious uncoupling thing uh famous she did that uh a while back conscious uncoupling a divorce oh. buddy, but it's conscious uncoupling we we had a ceremony you know we had one big last weekend together they have kids together like really um mm-hmm. but the biggie is um someone died and it's her fault mm-hmm uh she she runs this thing called goop and it's this just giant sham. And it's all these awful, awful things that like have no scientific value whatsoever. All these kind of no, new agey kind of um, do this for your body, do that, do this, do, you know. And like it's got a catalog. So it's like a health and, and self-improvement. it's like improvement sort staff. of, yeah. it, Yeah, it's it's got conventions you go and do. And just there's all kinds of just. Like, (laughs) so is it like, I don't even know where to start, man. It's like the, the catalogs, $80 for the catalog. Like everything's super expensive on here. Like it's just one giant sham. Um, There's like, I remember at one point, I can't remember it was her, one of her people uh, got on some show. I've never seen the scientific community come together so quickly and so agreeable. As to when um, one of the one of her people, I think it was one of her people. I see. I wish I could remember this whole story now. She um, she got on there and was explaining her stuff, and the host ripped on her. And she goes back to the host, well, you don't know anything about science, and you know, <laughs> and so don't come at me like this. And you know, you don't have any scientific backing. Immediately, the scientific community. It wasn't three hours later. Twitter. All these scientists were just notable scientists too were just taking shots at goop left and right and there was even one product that they were like this is uh this this is a sticker that's made of this material that nasa uses on their space suits nasa got on twitter and said no that's stupid <laughs> we would never use that material on a spacesuit, and if we were it wouldn't be for their protection or radiation or anything it'd be for some kind of like stretchy expansion, if I remember right, some something that would stretch or expand. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So they that actually got them to remove that. They they mm-hmm. they're uh, there where uh, coffee enemas started because that's healthy. Um, <laughs> all kinds of other things. Well, they they've been advertising for a while. Um, bee sting therapy.
1: Like get yourself stung.
0: Yes, it's um, it's acupuncture. With bees. Okay. And there's a, um, a woman somewhere. Uh, it was a Spanish <clears> country. <throat> I'll remember it in a minute. She, um, she did this every couple of weeks. Uh, she was a 55-year-old Spanish woman. She died of multiple organ failure um, while she was getting these bee stings. Just all of a sudden she started to, to have issues and uh, inflammation and scarring and you know whatever and she died the problem with like bee stings is um you might not be allergic to now but with overexposure you could suddenly become allergic mm-hmm. and it's not just with like bee stings like uh uh there's been cases of metal being you know in somebody's body for a long time and just out of nowhere like um like there's maybe like a brass pan or whatever stuck in it and be harmful for a doctor to go in and get it so they just leave it there and you know you don't notice mm-hmm. but you know 20 years down the line all of a sudden your body becomes allergic to brass yeah you know or whatever um same kind of concept yeah. but like she, allergies change over time they yeah can be acquired she was doing a lot of this stuff because of goop and you know the bee sting therapy and whatnot and she died not cool not, not cool. cool like stop it gwyneth just stop it. <laughs> so wrong. Such a sham. Oh, my gosh. She makes me so angry. Angrier than she probably should. But, I mean, uh, and the amounts of money that they charge for this stuff is ridiculous. So- All right. Other end of the spectrum. Christian props. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to make Ash happy. Uh, what do you got? Anything? Um, Nope. All right. I, I didn't think so, but then I didn't want to leave you out. All right. So... Um, I, I came across a pretty cool article about um, uh, what was it on? Uh, I can't remember the name of the site. Uh, Ali Mm-hmm. Or aljazeera.com, Jazeera. I don't know. Okay. I can't pronounce it. Anyhow, um, and I just thought this was fantastic and fascinating uh, about like, a, and it, it didn't. I'd kind of known about this, but I didn't really put it together until I read this article that um, the, the title of the article was church bells to ring once more this Easter in Iraq. And hmm. um, <clears throat> it's talking about how uh, ISIL, you know, uh, ISIS renamed basically, mm-hmm. uh, you know, change or whatever. They, they've they kind of been uh, kicked out finally of Baghdad. <clears throat> and at, at one point, you know, all they were kicking out Christians and taking over their homes uh, along with other people. And um, so these, these refugees or whatever left that area and a bunch have come back now that they're gone, Uh, maybe half quarter to a half sounds like have come back and um, they, they plan on having Easter services and to uh, have church services there. And I think that's just amazing and fantastic. And just want to give that, that church, church props and also like some hope there yeah that's um, very cool yeah just with i mean security is still definitely going to be a an issue um but it sounds like um at least this article was describing like a hollowed out cave that's got a statue of, of mary and um got like uh some some cool art on the walls and you know it'll be candlelit and everything and mm-hmm. just seems pretty cool a uh, little man-made cave you imagine having church service in something like that though church in a cave oh, yeah it'd be kind of cool it would but I, mean, I mean i don't as know a about weekly pace. right like, <laughs> like, not a, as a weekly thing but it'd be kind of cool to do once or twice but... it'd be
1: a nice place to visit but i wouldn't want to live exactly
0: there. <laughs> um yep. but yeah props to them that's that's uh really cool Hmm. all right and of course what follows that uh Oh, uh, I know what this You're is. Doing You're it doing it wrong! wrong. <sighs> who's doing it? I forgot the <laughs> sigh. I forgot the sigh. So so who's doing it wrong this week? All right. I feel like I'm going to make a lot of people angry with this one, but that's okay. That's, the Pope. That's on brand for us, right? The Pope is the doing Pope. it wrong. What is the Pope doing that's it wrong? There, There's uh, a speech he made recently where he's saying he doesn't really believe in hell. Well what's what's
1: the difference I mean there's not believing in hell and there's not really believing in hell and Sorry, there's he, really believing he's in saying, hell all right, So you,
0: what's he the the article stated that he'd said that um he doesn't believe in hell and it sounds like the Catholic Church needs to make some changes uh Mhm Because of that statement obviously the Catholic Church can't function with um their their leader saying hell doesn't exist and this mm-hmm. leader is um in the Catholic Church, oh, I can't think of a way to describe the Pope well, without being called a heretic on, on what his uh, status is. Guy at the top, yeah, but he's a little more than that too. You know, the, mm-hmm. the one called by God to be the leader of the Church, and you know that that call by God is stronger. You know, in that position than than any other. You know, and that that mm-hmm. connection between him and God, it's almost like supposedly supposed to be like. That uh, mm-hmm. they're they're completely wired together, kind of thing. I don't know. Well, what does
1: he think happens to the unsaved, if not exactly? Hell,
0: I I don't know.
1: Like he's he's been very vague about this. Then
0: I mean, this this could be a full topic, and I've I've mentioned doing this later, so maybe we can. But the, it this also goes along the lines of the. You know just saying something that's in the Bible, like a story is, Oh, well, that's, that's just a story. That's not Mm -hmm. really what happened. And you know, this is just a scare tactic in the Bible, but that's not really what's going to happen. And you know, then you get to the, well, these are the supposedly the words of God.
1: Mm -hmm. Like there's
0: two ways to go here. It's either, this is the word of God or not. And if it is the word of God and that's a metaphor sorry not a metaphor that's a lie then Mm -hmm. it cancels out the part of the bible that says god cannot lie so then it becomes not true and not you know so Mm -hmm. there's that contradiction or it's not the word of god it's all one giant metaphor then you know and we can take and and lose and add whatever we feel like whenever we feel like and that's Mm -hmm. then that's not really anything that's been established or means anything really yeah well it I see where you're coming
1: from, and I kind of agree with you, but I, I do. it does bring to mind the fact that, technically speaking, the Bible says there is no God. But when you look at the context, it says, you know, the actual verse from the Psalms says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So while the, the Bible does contain those words, when you contextualize them, you have this other understanding of them and that's th- i guess that's what's getting me about hearing about what the pope has said that you know he's just sort of dropped this thing out there vaguely as far as i can tell and we don't know exactly what he means by it you know
0: like if if he'd clarify how can you say that without like not meaning it though i mean if he'd clarify maybe I could this have... is something we need to do more research on to uh to figure out exactly yeah. but no yeah, but, i but... mean he said there's no hell like there's okay. no getting around this like okay
1: well, I do have a friend who's an annihilationist, you know, believes that, um, hell is non being basically, you know, and these people just cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I guess having talked about that with this friend sort of makes me more, I guess, inclined to understand that sort of perspective, um, as a Christian one, but you know, there's there's a lot of different ways that, that one can mean there is no hell, you know, that being one of them. And then universalism, you know, kind of a Rob Bell thing being the other. Um, and I,
0: you know, oh, there's a fun topic. Yeah. Yeah. I Pick guess, I'm, Ash, run.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess I'm just saying that there's, um, a lot of different ways to be wrong. Uh, some ways are more wrong than others. And, I'm wrong about some stuff, Like
0: too. our podcast. <laughs> yeah, like our <laughs>
1: podcast. <laughs> Self-deprecating
0: humor makes everything okay, right? Uh, I'm not cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so science news. Science news.
1: Um, let me Is this call the it... one you said you had something? Yeah, yeah, I got a little science news. Um, let's see. Here we go. So I got this link. Um, I kind of want to plug my friend Dwight's uh, sort of news twitter feed that i get some of these things from it's at d underscore k l i n k s dk links with the underscore between the d and the k and this one is um, an article from quantum magazine titled why self-taught artificial intelligence has trouble with the real world it was pretty interesting to read it starts off talking about ai in games and how you know chess ais and Go AIs and things like that have just gotten to the point where they can stomp human players in a lot of these games. Um, one of the exceptions, interestingly enough, being StarCraft, <laughs> where there's just too much happening for even an AI to, you know, um, to steamroll a, a human player. Um, but it was interesting hearing them talk about how this uh, Alpha Zero Go playing AI plays like an alien intelligence. Like, it tries stuff that human beings in the history of the game have never played and these weird patterns and strategies. Um, it also talked about how uh, AIs are so good at games because games have clear objectives. You try to reach this very specific condition or get make this number as big as possible, you know. Um, whereas in real-life scenarios like driving a car, they're more complex and you're having to weigh a variety of factors, so it, it seems like at least for the time being, us humans have a leg up on the artificial intelligences in those more complicated, more nuanced, less easy to quantify scenarios.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's still a fun concept. Mm-hmm. But but no. But no. Skynet nope. is real. <laughs> I don't care. It's not just a movie. It's a, it's a <laughs> warning.
1: I'm i'm worried about skynet happening in, not in an ai sort of way but in a social media kind of way and that destroying the world <laughs>
0: i believe that in a heartbeat Hmm. all right moving on to the meat
1: yes let's get meaty
0: all right i'll let you introduce this one
1: okay we're talking about easter since it's uh you know we're recording this right around easter being topical and i guess i just uh you know, I I thought it would be a good thing to address, you know, take a fresh look at Easter and not let it be kind of a, um, what do you call it? You know, like, like part of, I think part of the Christian rebellion is looking at things with a fresh perspective and a fresh set of eyeballs. Um, and you know, let's, let's take a look at Easter in that fashion. Like, uh, I'll, I'll start out Um, what do you, what do you do traditionally for Easter? Sleep in. Sleep in. (laughs) (laughs) Good pastor. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I go to Mm -hmm. church. I do, I do the, the Easter service. I mean, that's, that's part of the, as some of us Mm -hmm. call it, uh, that work there, the, in, in the church, the, the come in, those people that, that come in twice a year, Christmas and Easter, and so that's that's the perfect day to um we we tend to, to uh sorry i wanted to say dumb it down but that's that's mm-hmm. not the right phrasing and now i'm stuck on that instead of we, we go we, to the very want, basic gospel we want to talk about yeah. that
1: that broad we want to talk to that broad audience about those most crucial things
0: exactly and and that's what we do <clears throat> we give the basic gospel message um there, you know, Christ was born. Christ died for our sins. You know, we're all sinners, um, short short of heaven. So we we need to confess and be saved, uh, get baptized, and you know, all okay. that fun stuff. And um, that's pretty much the Easter service. My Easter, you know, um, maybe Easter Easter family dinner. Uh, I believe that's where you bring out the whites and the pastel color, colors. Um, for me, it just means a bright purple tie. Mm-hmm. Um. That's cool, yeah, that's about all I got purple tie <laughs> yeah
1: I since I graduated from college, you know in two thousand six, I feel like there have been spots in my life where um Easter coincided with a low point, and as a result, I ended up not getting to not getting to church on this most obligatory of days where (laughs) you know even the less serious christians even the kind of lukewarm folks manage to get their butts in the pews
0: no i mean that being said though like that's that's honestly like as somebody who's not um and this is a failure on my part down to my core and me being a hypocrite i guess Mm -hmm. um and so I, i i tend to have to Uh, push myself to go on on those two kind of services because they're so based for these other people and they're so Mm -hmm. it's like well i know the basic gospel you know i I don't really want to (laughs) go
1: you know yeah
0: but that being said i've said for for years the biggest problem with the the church and the church body is that the church body doesn't seem to realize that church isn't for them Mm -hmm. you know the church service is not for them it's for them to serve it's for them you know that that specifically is the extreme opposite of where I stand. So <laughs> eventually it, I convinced myself to go, but I don't want to, because it's like, ah, oh, we've got all these people that aren't going to come back again. There, it's like, oh, mm-hmm, man, mm-hmm. Do I really want to take this opportunity to go, or can I just sleep in this week since, you know, I know the sermon mm-hmm. and I know the songs are going to sing. So why do I need to go? Yeah. Well,
1: I guess that brings up another question because This is how we do observe Easter, you know, you and I and everyone else, but how it brings up the question of how should we observe it? Like, is this, you know, is this okay? How can we improve on it? Should we just burn it all down and start over?
0: I don't know. That's my personal favorite, (laughs) but you know, other Christians seem to disagree for some reason. I don't Hmm. know. (laughs) Why why (laughs) could that be? I don't know. Maybe because it's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, again, I feel like this is, this is kind of a bigger topic. I'm just so done with just finding the the confusion in some of these, um, holidays. We, we talked about this some with, uh, Christmas and the intermingling of, you know, secular holidays and same with this, like Chris, um, uh, a lot of the Easter symbols aren't really Christian symbols. Some are. Some some mm-hmm. are that that most might not realize. And I'm not really going to go through any lists like that. Uh, Easter bunny, not so much. That was uh, kind of a German thing uh, having to do with fertility around mm-hmm. the uh, uh, bunnies. You know, uh, Spawning multiply. Like rabbits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the, and uh, like uh, Easter being a movable holiday with the first, um, like new moon after a certain moon. I can't remember. Um, but it's also not our current lunar calendar. So you can't really go by our lunar calendar. It uh-huh. So that's confusing too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, for a while there. And I think I'm, I've said it on a recent podcast and I, I finally kind of, came to, to, um, an understanding of myself of raising on the third day. And I understand, you know, good Friday. And then he raises on Sunday. That's not three days. Mm-hmm. You know, God didn't say in 72 hours, it was on the third day. So, you know, mm-hmm. died. That's Friday. He died. He was dead on Friday one. He was dead on the Sabbath two Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then he was dead on Sunday that's on the third day he rose yep so it finally made a little sense to me but it still feels like i don't know i just mm-hmm. it's one of those things that i still like just god why couldn't you have said in 48 hours yeah. <laughs> 72 like, hours not on the third day right? yeah. granted when you're dead uh on the third day is still pretty specific i guess yep <laughs>
1: yep and it's, it's like, how would you express that? You right.
0: Well, I'd express that in uh, 46 and a half hours. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's what's wrong with Christianity. That's right. the thing we need to fix.
0: All right. Uh, I feel like uh, specific- Jesus himself responded to me already in the, uh, the New Testament saying, you wicked people always looking for some sign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't have the minutes and seconds, Ash. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. I mean yes, you want those winning lottery numbers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. I've sidetracked you here. Well, I I don't know. Like this
1: this whole thing is sort of a rabbit hole, you know, but, Yeah, uh, a rabbit hole. Um but you, you know the uh, so Easter um I guess it might help to you know figure out how we should observe it to ask you know what it means and why we observe it you know like sort of it's um i was thinking before we started the podcast about how some you know some elements of christianity are more foundational than others you know um like to go back to the pope and his statements um you know i do think belief in some sort of hell you know um, whether it's, you know, non-being or an actual place or a spiritual state of mind or something like that is pretty important to Christianity. You know, that's that's one of the more important elements of it. Um, yeah. You know, but, but you can get even closer to the core than that. You know, and I, I sort of ask myself, what is the core? You know, and like as as far as holidays go, Christmas and Easter are the big ones, you know, um, and I, um, you know, I, I was, I was asking myself and I don't exactly have an answer to this, although I have leanings. Um, but the question of like, which is more of a cornerstone? Like if there were one, if you had to identify one, uh, like most important preeminent Christian holiday, um, what
0: holiday would you identify? Okay. Would it be Easter? I'm, I mean... I don't mean to be, um, I don't, I don't have a, a term here, but I, I don't mean to be a jerk here, but I mean, <laughs> why ask that question? What does it matter? I mean, well,
1: yeah, I, I yeah, you that's, know? um, that question may not be an important one.
0: That, you know? I mean, but I, why, I, why can't we have our cake and eat it too?
1: Yeah. Like that's okay. Throw out that question. That's a garbage <laughs> question.
0: I'm sorry. No, I just, I don't, I don't mean to, to do it that way but i mean the the bible is full of examples of like uh all these different holidays and all these ceremonies and whatever and and they all seem just as important in the old testament as the next one you know where he's talking about all right there's there's fasting holidays where where you need something so you fast and you know Mm -hmm. things get better and then there's fasting holiday well you're not doing the the uh the other one, though, you do those just fine, but you don't yeah. do the ones where you're fasting because you're happy. You know yeah. what's up with this? God says, you know, and there's there's other fun little examples like that. I feel like, you know, if you're there there are things mm-hmm. that you know, it, it's all kind of important, and so yeah, why why look at it and go, well, this one's more important than that one? I, I, <clears throat> yeah, we, we take like, the same stances with sin, like like sin throwing being a, throwing the archery a term.
1: Throwing a contest between Christmas and Easter is kind of a dumb exercise. Yeah, I, I can see that <laughs> readily. Um, but I, you know, I do think Easter, uh, we are celebrating something very crucial and very foundational to Chris, uh, to Christianity. Oh, very much so. The, the you know, the resurrection. Um, and I mean,
0: and and maybe to to <clears throat> to fix your quandary. Um... Uh, I used a big word. Uh, that means question. Uh, <laughs> there's two syllables, Ash. Don't get too proud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Transubstantiation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, Brilliant there's, there's the one big word I know. That in supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I said that without uh, stumbling. Stumbling. <laughs> anyhow yes, but I, what does it mean i feel like using an easter easter metaphor here uh i feel like that's the <coughs> the which one is it the bunny or the egg you know mm-hmm. you can't really have easter without christmas and christmas without easter
1: yeah there there is sort of a reciprocal that relationship that i'm
0: gonna go to my corner for about five minutes for the which one came first the bunny or the egg <laughs> Jackson, continue the podcast. I'll be back in five minutes. I time out for Ash. Uh, okay. Well, um, well, Ash is uh,
1: penalizing himself for his uh, his misdeeds. Um, you know, I I think that's sort of the struggle that we have the uh, the attempt to keep the foundation fresh. Uh, you know, as as longtime Christians, you know, these people. Uh, these priesters come in for Easter and you know they they may not have heard um, anything about the gospel for like a year or more yeah. and so they come in and it is automatically something new but we're you know when when you really dig into Christianity and really try to live it you know there's sort of this attempt to to keep it at the foundation of your life you know to sort of bank yourself on Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection, and this new life that he's you know made available to us. And then when Easter comes around, it's um, you know, it it can be a reminder, but if you're in that space you kind of don't want it to be just more of the same, you know? If you're already in that space, you kind of don't want it to be just another day where you're doing the same thing.
0: Yeah. um, And just to kind of I guess taking a <clears throat> slightly different route too. Um, kind of what we mentioned back when I was talking about Billy Graham. Um, I think we really just try to overcomplicate a lot of stuff. I mean, um, and, and it's nice to get back to the basics. I feel like on this uh, the show we try to talk about like really complicated, overcomplicated issues that may or may not actually have an answer and may come back to, you know, Romans where Paul was like, do what you feel right. And you know, don't talk about it. So you don't cause somebody else to stumble. Wow. (laughs) I think I just killed our show. Sorry guys. We will now stop talking about stuff. We're (laughs) done. Bye. (laughs) But, um, you know, like there's, there's just this oversimplification of, that's i guess that's the thing it's not an oversimplification it's very simple this Mm -hmm. uh this relationship you say yes to him forgiving you and you follow him yeah you know that's it right there that's that's the gospel you know, and and we try to expand upon that. We try, try to create these podcasts that, that have different conversations about the overcomplications mm-hmm. of things like Christmas and Easter and all these things that we have to and should follow and do right. And, yep. You know, and... Um, I
1: almost feel like I could go over the the list of topics that we've done on all our shows <laughs> right? and be like, abortion, the Sabbath,
0: and <laughs> just read them out loud. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, it's <clears throat> it comes down to that relationship, and and it's nice, I think, to come down to those basics every day, or not every day. Um, well, yeah, often day. come, yeah, even that. Um, but um just it's nice to come back to that and realize, you know, it, it's about this. It's not about these overcomplicated issues. It's not about yeah, God wants us to do this works. Yeah, He wants us to follow Him. Yeah, He wants us. To do these other things, but uh, sometimes we even think about like these massive failures that we've done, and, and um, these sins and these things that we've caused, and it's just great to come down to that basic of God took that punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus took our sin, went on that cross, and died for us. Yeah, you know, and. And we can talk about the, the complicated manners of, of what holy means and what that separation is and what sin is exactly and what that separation is from God. And, and we can, uh, which is something that you should look into, obviously. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is it, it's been done for you. You know, it's like uh, if you had somebody following you around and they did all of your taxes for you and either paid it, you know, and paid whatever you owed behind your back, you know. That's exactly what it is. All you had to do is make that phone call to that guy and say, Hey, do it. He's like, You got it. You know, can we? I, I want that service, speaking me of which. Too. <laughs> especially and for how. Plan X Media. Oh, I finally <laughs> got done with this year's taxes. I just, I want to jump off a ledge <laughs> after that. Mm. <laughs> and the prayers of God, please, please tell me I did it right. Yes. <laughs> speaking of overcomplicated. But, you know, it's, it's so simple. And, and maybe that's maybe that's what what these holidays should be about is just it's simple guys this is what it is and you are loved Mm -hmm. you are indeed loved not by us but you know by by the guy who counts (laughs) (laughs) oh are you talking about yourself again he he does this a lot (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) makes me feel like taco from the
1: adventure zone and just remember everyone you're loved by the one guy
0: who counts taco (laughs) oh that's that's borderline sacrilege (laughs) uh so just for clarification jesus loves you so does jackson ash doesn't really care (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) um yeah, I, I think that's as good a point as any to to wrap up our meeting.
0: <laughs> that hatch doesn't care. Thanks. No, no. <laughs> the Jesus loves
1: everyone. Thing. Sorry, I, I was stuck on that and bad ti- bad timing there. Jesus loves you. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. Well, then, if, if we're wrapping up on that, I just want to say my name is Ash Green. I'm the overlord at Plan X Media, and my uh, buddy here is Coffee McCofferson. Yeah, I'm From dying. The, the coffee tribe of... Ooh, I want coffee now. Uh, <laughs> of Sneezestan. <laughs> Sneezestan, um, <laughs> yeah.
1: I could I could use some coffee, a little warm beverage, loosen up my throat. But I'm Jackson Farrell, um, and you can... Uh, I do a blog, chocolate book, where every weekday I blog about the bible while i'm eating chocolate and you can catch that at chocolatebook.net that's me
0: and don't forget to follow us at christ underscore rebel we're going to try to start picking that up here some more um get get these conversations going and uh we definitely want to hear from you um
1: yeah and and like i'm curious if any of you guys still read penny arcade so (laughs) hit us up with uh with your thoughts on penny arcade
0: yeah that'd be fun Uh, what's our email we have Christian it. Rebellion at mediacom
1: There we go. So you can email us too. Yep. Um,
0: it's, Twitter is easier for the record, but, but we do pay attention to that email yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's just expect uh, email to be slower. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us. And uh, I don't know. Is that is that like a new thing? Like for me, like email was like a thing for a little bit. Seemed like in my life, but even now, like I just kind of feel like email's obsolete. Like I check it, but it's mostly like ads <laughs> or like a free coupon every now and then. It's not any real conversation. I kind of prefer
1: it to social media, though. Yeah. Like, it it seems like email has resisted this de- devolving of the the public conversation into you know a bunch of garbage and whatnot tire fires here and there i mean yeah so so like email is that place where i can always count on to go and it's it's not going to be corrupted you can still talk business with people you can still talk personal stuff with people But i mean
0: i feel like there's there's enough other things like discord for example discord's Mm -hmm. a great little little thing where you can have like instant conversation or put up a piece and mm-hmm. when they get on they'll see your piece and then you know respond to it or whatever oh. as opposed to i don't yeah. know anyhow well, sorry that yeah. was that was a nice digression there at the end next episode i'd love to hear mail and discord yeah <laughs> love to hear your opinions on that and see if maybe i'm the only one but i feel like it's just kind of dead except for like internal memos and sorry i'm going off again my name's ash green <laughs> and i'm jackson Farrell. and you've been listening to the christian rebellion have a good week